for her autumn. A story so big and so long that we needed a podcast crossover to cover it. This week, we're talking movies. We're talking the Snyder Cut of Justice League, starring Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, and probably the last time you're ever going to see him as Superman, Henry Cavill. Screenplay by Chris Torino and his full vision realized 100% directed by Zack Snyder. Before what, Chris? Kill me? You won't kill me. I'm your best friend. Besides, who's going to give you a reach around? (laughs) I mean, this is going to be a classic Chris quote. Wonder Woman, what do you think, man? Do you think she'd ever go for a younger guy? Hey, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Today, we're going to be talking about the Zack Schneider's cut of Justice League that just came out in 2021. As well, we have a guest today and uh, by the name of Kurt Morrison. Is it Mor- It's Morrison, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, From Toronto, man. who's uh, the host of the Top 5 Film Drive podcast. Kurt, welcome to the show, man. Guys, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. I, I've been looking forward to it. Scott, Chris, I've been, I've been listening for quite a while, and, and I'm glad we got to connect on social media and make this happen. Long-time so. listener, first-time caller. Long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, why don't you uh, give us the, the who's who and the what's what about you and your show? Yeah, so uh, I'm coming up on the one-year anniversary of the, uh, of the show, actually, this coming week. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, top five film dive was kind of like a, like a pipe dream idea I had for a couple of years about a, about a you know, just a countdown style show, you know, depending upon what the, the topic is week to week, what was, uh, I mean, pre-COVID, what was in theaters. Um, and, you know, just shifted gears and, and said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm still going to make this happen in regards to Zoom calls, very much soon, very much so like you guys are doing. And, um, no, it's been pretty successful. It's, you know, every week's growing in listeners. Um, still looking for sponsorship, but that's okay. That's a long-term play. Um, and like I'm saying, we just kind of pick a topic. So, example, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did uh, Top 5 Cries, the hardest movies we've ever cried at. That was one that was a little bit more sentimental with my guest and I. Uh, and then, you know, we've done some actor spotlights, you know, Top 5 Denzel top five uh tom hanks stuff like that right so uh yeah it's it's been a it's been a blast uh looking forward to year two and well, we'll see where it goes yeah i mean we i i know scotty and i've checked out your show it's, it's super cool like i said you you get yep. some solid deep dives in there uh Thanks. what's what are your weekly show right trying depend depends upon my mood and depends upon what's come out so uh i i would say that you know with with things starting to roll out a little bit more frequently uh we're, we're looking to do the i'm looking to do the weekly play uh but um yeah you know it, it just it ebbs and it flows i, I don't want to seem forced so i uh i took a couple weeks off over january there kind of reassessed what, what the show was going to look like for 2021 and, and here we are so, so when's uh when's your uh, next new episode coming up and, and you can also pitch this at the end of the end of the show as well Appreciate it. Uh, tonight, ironically enough, I'm I'm doing one uh, on on Justice League with a friend of mine, McNeil, who hosts the McNeil and Friends podcast. Uh, he's from North Carolina, uh, and we're just doing like a like a 20 minute dive into uh, Justice League. Um, him and I have had a scathing review a couple of weeks ago on his show about the 2017 version. So now that we've both kind of had our our uh, you know our, our two viewings of, of the Snyder Cut, uh, we're going to get into it tonight. So. Uh, yeah. And, and um, like I'm saying, it's usually every every Saturday or Sunday I'm dropping the episodes on Spotify and Apple and Google podcasts. So so, so basically all the uh, wherever you get your your podcast, they can find yeah. uh, find your show. Absolutely. Cool. You guys want to yeah. you guys ready to do this? I am. I'm pumped to talk to you. I'm going to get fucking eaten alive on this show. And <laughs> I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to this is going to be a fucking angry Chris show. Uh, Scotty, we, yeah. this is how we do it. Uh, why don't you and Kurt take this away? Sure. Well, I think. 
in terms of acknowledging it, you should acknowledge that this isn't the first time that Warner Brothers mm-hmm. has buckled under public pressure and mm-hmm. made a director's cut. They did it back in, in well, starting in the 80s with Richard Donner's Superman 2. Yeah. Right? Good, good and point. in terms of normally, Chris, you're the one with the, the quotes. But I, I, oh, I did. Oh, I've a, got fucking quotes. Don't you worry. I, 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 I did find <laughs> yeah. a quote of a Warner Brothers exec who shall not be named, mm-hmm. who stated the first time watching the Whedon cut. And he stated, when we got to see what Josh actually did, it was stupefying. The robber on the rooftop, so goofy and awful. The Russian family. So useless and pointless. Everyone knew it. It was so awkward because no one wanted to admit what a piece of shit it was. That's the original. That's the original Justice League. Yep. That was yes. That was the technically now I guess it'll be called the Weeding Cut. Or yeah, the I cut think that's that, fair. Or, or the cut that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> the Voldemort. Of I, the I mean, I mean, this film could use some cutting. About fucking, I don't know, three and a half hours worth of fucking cutting, but. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Kurt, why not, well, what's your what's your takeaway? What's your what's your broad strokes on this film so far? Before we get into kind of the nitty gritty, I mean, I'm sure Scott's got all he's probably wanking off over this film all weekend. So, well, uh, that would make two of us. Uh, that would make two of us, Chris. And um, wow, you know, I, I, it's a little you just little, fucking, little dry. You guys just running the cock gauntlet, eh? Yeah, little little dry, little bare. A lot of Vaseline at that uh, <laughs> downtown here. And um, you know, call yeah, me I the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta break the speed barrier. Um, I uh, yeah no I love it I absolutely adore this movie I you know what I'm a, I'm a big Zack Snyder fan um, I have been for a while he just he makes movies that are entertaining sometimes incoherent but goddamn it entertaining um, I, I you know I I've been preaching the choir of the the Batman versus Superman Ultimate cut for a couple of years now which has been a tough argument Can I just for jump in here Sorry because I don't yeah. know fuck all about comic books but okay. I I still don't understand and I don't need the, a big picture on this but just basically yeah. how the fuck can Batman fight Superman one is like literally like a superhuman alien whatever and one is like a rich dude get the fuck out of here and man and I'm gonna I'm gonna do a lot of comparisons to like Dark Knight, which I think is a fucking fantastic film. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can you two nerds just tell me how the fuck those two things work out? That's like a baby versus like a cheetah. Scotty, you want to take it over? Or you want me to mean to well, lead it off? I, I can. I can. <laughs> yeah, you take my this. opinion. You take this. In reality, yes, <laughs> Superman would kick Batman's ass. He'd but, rip his head off. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> it's entertainment, mm-hmm. and it's. Uh, about you know. as about as entertaining is a baby versus a cheetah. It's like, well, oh wow, look, if, oh, the, done. if the cheetah had like a really big kryptonite dagger that if the cheetah gets near makes it weak, you know. But in reality, it's just entertainment. It's two things you never thought you would see, mm-hmm. and just having it there, right? Like like yeah. a, like like a like a third movie of Daddy's Home, something you just didn't think you were gonna oh, see, and God. then you know they make oh. one. It's like we're, it's we're like, going to a dark place right we're, now. We're, we're like... the third cut of uh, the, sorry, the third cut of the Godfather, and you're like, I didn't think I needed this, and now no, now that I've seen it, I realize I didn't. Yeah. Well, actually, I was gonna say if you're talking about the third cut of the Godfather, Coppola just did his oh, own Snyder fuck. cut. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch Which, it, Scott? I haven't yet. But I haven't seen it yet. But did he take his I, fucking daughter good... out of it? Did he, no, did, he, did, he rewrite, did he write did he rewrite the whole fucking script because the script was mm. fucking garbage and so was the acting. So other than that, I mean I'm sure it's fantastic. 
I think it's three, 30 or 35 minutes longer. I know that. And there's a lot more kind of coherent um, editing. So there's things that are in different places throughout the film in this new Godfather cut. Um, very similar to the Snyder cut. I don't know if you caught on to that, Scott, where there are scenes from the Whedon version that are in different places in the Snyder cut now. Yeah, no, I, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, And a lot of different dialogue. It looks like he just dub, dubbed the dialogue over what Snyder, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snyder did too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, from, from comic book lore side of things, like, in, you know, the Batman versus Superman fight that you're talking about, Chris, like it, it's very, um, you know, laughable to think that like this godlike alien could be taken down by this rich billionaire guy. Um, and I think that's, you know, going back to the Dark Knight Returns and, and um, the, some of these quintessential like 80s comics, you know, um, where again, it's it's Batman versus Superman. I don't know if you have any idea what I'm talking about, but Frank Miller does a take where, you know, Batman essentially fights Superman. And there's a lot of echoes in, of that in the Batman versus Superman, uh, Donna Justice ultimate cut, and obviously the original cut, but I don't pretend the original one uh, is around. Um, and I feel like, again, the, the ultimate cut of that movie plays really, really well when you watch it. And I don't know if it was the last time you've seen it, but again, it's about three hours and five minutes. And again, going into the length of, of this Justice League version that we've we've all watched is um, it, it plays well. It, 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 it fuses and, and it basically meshes these two really, really long, but well, I would say, well, well put together stories. Um, it's a comic book movie, man. And I, you know, I was laughing at some people online that were just like, oh, it's so much not like a Marvel movie. And it was like, well, what do you fucking expect? Like, you know, we've, we've been kind of catered to and I love the Marvel movies, don't get me wrong, but they needed to do something different. Um, and I think Snyder has given people that, uh, and it's a su- success. So I wholeheartedly I, think it's a success. I, so. I think uh, I just want to I want to jump in with a quote uh, about yeah. like Snyder delivering yada yada yada, and then I want to talk about the kind of the Marvel DC yeah. comic book side of things. Um, yep. <clears throat> so this is I, from Clarice, uh, Clarice Longery from the Independent yeah. in the UK. At its core, it's an exhausting four-hour behemoth that doesn't particularly serve anyone outside of the minority that demanded its existence. So, yes, uh, the people who really wanted this, mm-hmm. would you... Okay, so, first off, b- between the two of you, um, were you kind of the, like, hashtag Schneider Cut guys? Like, I just Oh, wanna, absolutely. Yeah, Scott? Oh, for the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> like, later on, I was. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, like, to be honest. It was it a literally out, yes or no question, and now you're going to give me a big, long, drawn-out no, fucking No, it's not a yes or no. It's because... <laughs> Like in reality, like, like, it, like giving contents, like what happened with Snyder, like obviously coming off, mm-hmm. and it's still a yes tragedy. or no question because I'm gonna go somewhere with this. Is are you a yes shut or no? Up. You can shut the fuck up. You shut your fucking Keep mouth going. when you talk to me. <laughs> okay, so we'll get to you, Scott, and you can give your fucking big your big explanation. So, Kurt, you were so yes. Did you get what you wanted? That let's start with that, and and, and even more. And even more, I, I I wholeheartedly think that again, out of, out of Man of Steel, this 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 epic ten hours long of film between Man of Steel and then Dawn of Justice Ultimate Cut, and then now this version of Justice League, I wholeheartedly believe that like this is th- this was the best product that they could have put together that pleases the fans, but also pleases people that weren't necessarily fans. And the, the, the person I'm living with is a perfect example of that. You're living with Scott. I'm living with Scott. Scott and I are actually, I'm actually, Scott's in my basement right now. Yeah. That, that crypt that I was telling you about, I just turned the light on for him. That's right. That's um, right. I can see the light coming from the back. Yeah. <laughs> so why do you think I keep getting up? I'm just feeding, I'm putting, putting food in his water bowl. Just adjusting um, my hands. 
Um, yeah, like my, my girlfriend, it, since we've started dating, she, we literally started dating right around the time that Dawn of Justice came out five years ago. And she hates it. She's always hated it. And a couple of days ago, we rewatched the ultimate cut. And um, again, it was something she had not seen. And all of a sudden, there was a little bit more investment to it. And she understand the storyline a little better. And I have not seen her react to a movie again. And again, it's a, it's a superhero movie. It's a comic book movie. Um, since Avengers Endgame, there, there was like uh, emotion and there, there was basically drawn to it again, a way that I think that a lot of people didn't expect to, but it's nice to see online that, that Snyder's getting this reception. And I, I think it's, it's, it's not, uh, you know, uh, overwhelmingly renowned that like, you know, he's got a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's kind of, you know, modest. I think it's around like a 70 or a 71. So 74 from the critics as of today, and it's a 94 from the audience as of And today. that's, to me, that's all that matters. If you look at the, if you look at the audience score and you say 94%, that's fantastic. And I think that the goal that they set out, he set out to do, because it's sure shit ain't Warner Brothers, that he set out to do by making this, um, is it's an overwhelming success. And, and I think it's something that, that, uh, really shouldn't be downplayed. It, it's um, it, it's it, you know, it, it makes me happy. It makes me very happy being a fan of not only his but of this kind of you know DCEU, if I can call it that. Um, that they that they set out to make eight years ago, nine years ago. So, so Scott, now I will pivot to you, not being the super fan, but now you can give your explanation of ex- explanation of it. Sounds like it kind of grew on you, or the anticipation grew on you, or you. I don't know. You no, can describe. No, I was going to say like I went opening day um to watch it when it came to theaters like the Just, cut. yeah yeah like with my kids took my kids yeah. right we went to a matinee and it was packed finding out later that apparently the movie was not a success even though like it was a packed theater for a while but it didn't make up as money and it, it was only like i was saying like this grew on me because it's finding out like the backstory once it started coming out like why snyder left mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. why he never actually got to finish his vision and now with the whole like pretty much fuck. you're talking about the suicide of his daughter autumn right correct yeah it's super tragic no exactly and in uh in this film you see a lot of like in the background there's a lot of suicide prevention hotline stuff on there mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and which is amazing mm-hmm. right and and it's it, i think it's it's actually dedicated to his daughter as well exactly like when it, when that hits you like how did that not hit you we Chris, oh. like first and first credit right there for autumn well the, the, the reality is, is i didn't know who the fuck autumn was until i had to do research for the movie so it's yeah. great I, I think that's awesome but it had no gravitas because it was okay autumn it's often films are dedicated to people so i mean i'm not a superhero guy i i drudgingly dragged myself to watch this film and i had to watch it almost in like 15 and 30 minute increments because it was just a fucking slog fest man like wow. I, I wanted to put a fucking pistol in my mouth after about seven minutes of this film so wow well, but I, I will say this i think doing the chapter cuts mm-hmm. ingenious right I, I agree i agree with that right now do I you like know that. why that is scott have you, yes. have you done the research on that in regards to because what, originally what when they announced this yeah. like i'm gonna give i know you won't because we had our whole HBO Max conversation. But, <laughs> yeah. um, like, give them fucking credits. Like, this movie and the, like, this gave them feedback and yeah. positive advertising for a year before it even came out. Like, this yeah. was the first thing they announced with yep. HBO Max. And what it was supposed to be, it was supposed to just be technically you're looking at like a, a WandaVision or Falcon and Winter Soldier. It was supposed to just be four episode one hour 
yeah. cut of it. And then he, they decided they were going to do a theatrical release for some reason. Mm-hmm. And they just put it all together and released it that way. So that's why they have the chapter breaks. Which I think is, is it's a it's a better and I and Chris makes me laugh though that you this was a slog fest. It didn't feel like four hours. And again, I think because I'm a little bit more invested. You're right. It, only, felt, it felt like 24. 24 hours. So a little. <laughs> Put it this way. I, I got I, I had an hour left in the film and yeah. I actually shut it off. And pivoted and put on Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight just to wash the fucking taste out of my mouth. Just to remember that you can make a superhero movie which is doesn't feel like a superhero movie where dialogue is well written, where the acting is fantastic. You can have a a cinema noir feel and it can be called the Batman. You know what I mean? Like, um, and just the. the, But you're comparing. Apple's oranges. I was. was I'm talking. Yeah, I'm comparing good to shit. Is what I'm comparing. Yeah, but he. In reality, Nolan never Can, tried to after, make a Batman movie. Yeah. He was making a police procedural. Yeah, yeah, and, and they just happened to use the, cop yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> in a the first time I saw Dark Knight in theater, uh, hmm. that opening sequence, right? That's shot. I think that's actually shot in IMAX with an IMAX camera yep. and stuff like that. That's correct. I'm yeah. like, this. You could take Batman right out of it, and you're 100 percent right, Scott. You could take Batman out of it, call it crime movie. It reminded mm-hmm. me actually of Heat. Heat. Yeah. Just the like a, the gun battles yeah. and so, it was fucking insane and then yeah. you watch this and that's why i find it interesting that uh there's a, a debate between uh marvel and dc when i watch a marvel movie it's cartoony to me as well you know what i mean because I, I, i'm comparing okay. it to a, it's actually always dark knight not even just batman begins mm-hmm. uh or any of the other stuff it's 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 dark knight dark knight is a perfectly made film i agree with that yeah i mean it's just it's fantastic Oh, and by the I'm way, gonna... can somebody tell fucking Ben Affleck to stop acting? Just stop. Unless Why you're going to be from Boston. If you're not going to be from Boston. I'm in love with Ben Affleck. This is this hurts me now. Oh, we're, my we're God. We're getting deep today. If, we're if, getting if deep. It's, if, if, it's not, if, if it's not him and fucking Matt Damon, or or he's not from Boston. Like, I mean, I like the town. He's good in the town. Uh, I, I prefer his brother as an actor. Ben, fucking yeah. stop, man. Like, I, I watched you play fucking uh, Batman mm-hmm. and Bruce Wayne, and I was like, Fuck, the dialogue was so weak. Just some I don't have any examples in front of me, but it was just like so badly written. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Well, if you don't mind, in in terms of Baffleck, right? I think in Batman versus Superman, he had one of the best Bruce Wayne's when he's pretending to be drunk to try to get mm-hmm. the info. Sorry, isn't that uh, called isn't that called the the way back? Isn't that the movie he just did where he <laughs> pretends to be drunk? He basically pretends to be Ben Affleck in all his movies, right? That that's what Ben Ben Affleck plays Ben Affleck. Keep going. Keep going. Lot, I was going to say he makes a lot more money than you. What the, what's the fuck? <laughs> that is not the metric we are using for success here, you know what I mean? But you are correct. You are correct. I'm looking for a quote here, and I should have I should have saved it the other day. But you know, the cartoony, and I'm I'm gonna bring this up, and and not in defense. Um, if, if we take you know like the, the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we compare it to the DC side of things, and and I, and I'm I'm literally quoting Zack Snyder here. Um, he said recently, and and I don't know if he was talking to Vanity Fair or Collider or somebody big down in the US, but he says, you know. What Marvel's done it has essentially revolutionized, you know, the the, the filmmaking industry, but also, the, you know, the telling of comic book movies, and, <clears throat> excuse me, comic book stories. I'm not going to try to replicate what Marvel is doing because they've done it so well that it would be ridiculous of me to try that. And I think that's why I got to give it a lot of credit. Right? And I, again, I granted, I think this is why a film like this 
on HBO Max could be rated R because, you know, we're seeing heads getting chopped off and the Amazonians getting gunned down. And, and, and Ben Affleck said, fuck, at the end of the movie. Yeah, right. There was the there Joker. was three. I think there was three f bombs in that uh, in that in that movie, man. If I if I remember correctly, he no. gives three he he gives three fucks, and I give zero fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think in terms of the compare and contrast between Marvel and DC, yeah. it, it's the characters as well. Marvel yes. characters are grounded in reality, right? Mm-hmm. They're New York City. They're mm-hmm. you know Oklahoma. DC is gods among mm-hmm. men, right? Mm-hmm. It's made up cities. It's Gotham. It's Metropolis, right? Yeah. Like these are all gods, except for Batman, who's just rich, according to Ben Affleck. That's his superpower. He's so. like one hundred percent rich. Like he fucking bought the bank. Which, think, which, can, in, comparing... I saw, so okay, this is a perfect. He didn't need to buy the bank to get the fucking farmhouse that foreclosed. He could have just gone to the bank and went, "How much you want for the shitty old fucking farm?" And they would have been a hundred, hundred grand. And he would have been like, "Piece that off." You didn't need to buy the fucking bank. The bank doesn't actually want the house to keep as a house. It's a fucking asset they repossess for fuck's sakes. It was uh, a point that that's he an example to make of the kind of dialogue I'm talking man. about. <laughs> that is an example uh, of something that was from the the original Whedon cut that probably could have been left out for this version as well, but. Uh, yeah, I think the, the Marvel, the DC comparison, um, it, it's it's apples and oranges, right? It's it's two different styles. It's two different, like you said, the kind of the cartoony, um, you know, uh, action adventure with still like a kind of a comedy undertone to it. And I dug the I dug the vibe of this. I knew what Snyder was going for. If you like, I said, if you watch the Batman versus Superman Ultimate Cut, um, it is a it's a very dark movie. Uh, you know, when when you're essentially oh. Uh, you're supposed to look at, um, sorry, I'm just reading what it says, like the un- unlimited minutes. It just popped up on my thing here. Um, if we look at, you know, Lex's underlying plan and the idea of, you know, you know wanting to be in control of the God, I'm happy Luther wasn't in this. Jesse Eisenberg's Lex, Lex Luther wasn't in this. Um, I think it, it would have uh, kind of brought the level uh, of intensity down in, in this version of the, of the Justice League. Um, but yeah, overall, man, like I, I, I dug it. I really dug this movie. Like, I honestly, and I don't know if you guys go by grades or numbers or such. I gave it an A minus. I don't think it's a perfect film, but I think it's a, a monumental improvement from the last one. And there are the flaws here and there. Again, a little bit too much slow mo at particular times, but that's that's Snyder's, you know, I would say go to uh, action piece. Um, and you know, as you mentioned, like some of the dialogue uh, could have been some of been it, cut out here yeah, and there. Some of it, I would say the there's some dialogue that's good. Actually, I think. I think the 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 high point for me in dialogue was often the 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 flash, like the jokey. He okay. he, he he did so well with that list. stuff. So well, I think I, that's the the Marvel fan coming out in you because I'm not I a, I'm, they, not, I'm neither of, I am not a Marvel neither? fan. <laughs> I do, I thought that the one missing not even missing piece the one odd link in the chain of that whole movie is Ezra Miller's Flash. I'm not a fan. I and I don't know what it is. I just I do not. I don't, and I know what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be the comedic relief and the kind of goofball and like, you know, the, the kind of uh, 20, 25 year old kind of screwball, the uh, screwball, the group, but like there are points where it, it, the comedy worked. And then there's points where like, it was like, okay, just go off to the side, let, let the big boys talk type of thing. Um, and that was also something that I found with, with the Wheaton cut with justice league where like, there's way more of him trying to be that comedic relief and it just draws out. And it was again, very Avengersy considering that, you know, uh, Whedon had done both. Right. So, so I got, I got a couple casting. Sorry, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. I was going to say, like in terms of character wise, I enjoyed cyborg, especially in this one. Like he had way more to do and he was really the heart of that story that, 
in the weed and cut was completely uh-huh. cut off. In terms of Ezra Miller, I actually did enjoy him more in this version than the mm-hmm. weed and cut. Like oh, the, me too. Whole, I- the whole job interview with the dog thing was yeah. I-, I thought was awesome. Yeah. Meeting Iris was well. And for me, I think he was the one that like I don't even think he's 2025. 20, I think he's just like right out of high school, right? Trying to figure out himself. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's literally like in a group with all his idols, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like the fanboy. Yeah. Right? So I got, I got a, okay, I'm going to throw some uh, casting questions at you. So, first mm-hmm. off, guys, uh, Ben know, Affleck is Batman. Thing. Yeah. Are, are you happy with that? Would you have recast uh, if, if, if you have someone you would rather see in there or even you can go back to like Bale or, you know, Michael Keaton or whatever. Is, is he is, are, is he OK with Batman for this or and Bruce Wayne? Because you got to be Sky, you want you want to take this over? Because I, I know where the direction after this film's going with Affleck. Do you? Well, yeah. Like what the Batman was supposed to be. I just know. So, so we, we've, got, we've essentially got we've got three Batmans now in in the DC. So we've got a confirmation for the new Flash movie that's that's starting to film this year with director Annie Muschietti. Well, the guy who did don't you have it, four because you have um, Pat- Pattinson, 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 Keaton, uh, Keaton Bale. Affleck. Well, I, no, no, no. So the, right now, current. So they're bringing. Oh, back, gotcha. Bringing okay. back, they're bringing back Affleck and they're bringing back Keaton for this new Flash movie. Oh, okay. Sorry, I misunderstood the question there. Oh, that's okay. That's cool. But yeah, so I mean. I want to see more of Affleck. I mean, I, I dig him as Bruce Wayne. I think that kind of grizzled, like, you know, borderline kind of old man-ish per se, but like, you know, he's still got it and he can still pack a punch. Um, but I, I mean, where do you, where do you go with it? Right. You've got a, you've got a Pattinson kind of darker a la in, like you said, almost like that kind of crime noir uh, Matt Reeves directed at man coming yep. out. And do you keep Affleck in this kind of like, again, like, comic booky like very grounded in the dc comics uh kind of folklore version of of bruce wayne right i'm i'm digging the idea of keaton coming back but i'd love to see affleck stick around man i i think he knocks it out of the park so again like you said there's some points in the movie where like you know it's the script that he's working with it's not necessarily his acting ability Uh, and his inability but other than that (laughs) scotty what do you you think about uh if i was walter Hamada, Hamada, Hamada. If I was him, like I'm assuming Mm -hmm. this cut has gotten a shit ton of people to subscribe to HBO Max. A boatload. It probably has it. If I was him, I would be building technically towards a Crisis of Infinite Earths. So you can, so you can have the Snyderverse right now, just 100% HBO Max. You can still have Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. and then just literally build. Man, you, I, I, you, what the fuck is it with you? Like the yes and no question. Do you think he was well cast in this? Yes. Fifteen minutes later. Yeah. You, you know he's no he's no Maverick. He's yeah. no Tom Cruise Maverick. <laughs> need for Speed, baby. And, 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 uh, and you know, in terms of dialogue, exactly. He he didn't feel the need a need for Speed, but a need for Speed. <laughs> but, Yes, he was. Can we can we dead. talk? Okay, so we got we got we got um, Ben Affleck, who's like forty eight years mm-hmm. old or whatever. Okay, is it me? Is it just what the fuck, Alfred? Like I love Jeremy mm-hmm. Irons. If that was a miscast, man, or they they should have looked like Jeremy Irons. If you just like pull up a regular yeah. photo of him, he looks old. He's seventy two mm-hmm. or whatever. He looks older. They made him look too fucking young. It was mm-hmm. like the difference. Like Alfred has been his butler since he was a mm-hmm. child. Like, what was he, like, 10 years older than Bruce Wayne <laughs> when he was his fucking butler? Like, compared to, say, like, Michael Caine or yeah. whatever. Like, it, how do you feel about that casting? 
I dig Jeremy Irons, man. I think he's fantastic that, as Alfred. I, I like Jeremy Irons. Um, yeah, go ahead. Do do I think it was a misfire making him look like a hipster from Liberty Village where I live? Yes, but I, well, and just the age, like he doesn't look that much older. That he looks like he's in his fifties, and Bruce looks like he's in his <laughs> mid to late forties. It's like, like I said, he was like a nine-year-old I butler. Maybe, or maybe to, you know, to maybe a baby Alfred Bruce was just fresh out of high school, looking for a job. <laughs> he's but just, we know that Alfred was like in the SAS, and there's all that stuff. Like he's got a fucking backstory, and in every <laughs> Batman. Alfred is much older than Bruce Wayne. <laughs> they aren't like hitting the club together. You know what I mean? Well, what about you, Scott? What do I you think? I enjoyed him. I enjoyed him. I think he's really my favorite. My favorite. More I, you than know Michael what? Caine. Yeah, I can actually, I can wholeheartedly agree with you. I, and that kills me to say that about Michael Caine, but yeah. I just dug. What the fuck are you guys talking I dug, about? I dug the like... smartassness of, of Irons. Yes, Alfred, exactly. in comparison to like, you know, Michael Caine was that kind of like grounded father figure per se, but this was like a Jeremy Irons Alfred that was like willing to take a shot at Wayne because he knows that he's always going to be like his confidant and his friend, but he can also kind of like harp on him as if like he's like a drinking buddy per se. So, so and the age thing, you got neither one of you seem to have the fucking problem. <laughs> uh, it was hair the, the, the youth of Alfred. But, like, okay, what's, uh, what's more? Go ahead. I was going to say what's more. Uh, dissatisfying is did you see that picture of jk simmons like training for oh yeah <laughs> for oh, commissioner Lord. gordon where he's yeah. ripped that shit yeah and then the whole time in the movie he's wearing three-piece suits <laughs> you know what that's a great fucking jumping yeah. off point that's my next person on this so i love jk simmons um my note is um isn't that john jameson the editor of the daily bugle <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna like, you couldn't find just a different actor. You literally took someone from another superhero movie that played a totally different fucking character and then cast him in your fucking film. Nobody has a problem with this? Um, it's an actor working. But seriously, like, there's a difference between... T- you, you literally took someone from an actor that is in the Marvel Universe, as in Spider-Man, and then fucking transported him into a different superhero universe. Like, come on. Mind you, though, this was that- filmed before his cameo, though, for Far From Home, right? By about two years. So the, I, I understand that he was in Spider-Man in what, like, well, that's, yeah, but like that's, that's, Spider- nobody looks at that and says, Oh, that's the MCU J Jonah Jameson. That, that I fucking looked. The first thing I thought is eh, that guy came from fucking Spider-Man. Fair. So people do okay. do that. Scott, you've heard our show. It sometimes turns into the so, fucking Chris show. I'm trying no, I, I try to slow it down. I dig it. Scott's just back there. Like, all right, let's go. Let's get into it. <laughs> so you're saying then Affleck can't be Batman because he was Daredevil. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, he probably fucking shouldn't be that either. <laughs> he was fucking horrible in that too. That was another fucking shit fucking movie. And we we could talk about that one at a later fucking date. Um, but this is also another picking up because William Defoe as Atlantis guy. I didn't even put the fuck oh. name in. I, my, also, my note. Um, isn't that the Green Goblin? <laughs> The same, but actually, that's also Spider-Man. They took two fucking actors from the same fucking movie and then transplanted them into another fucking movie in a different universe from a different comic book series. Come on, guys. And I love William Dafoe. Chris, uh, uh, yourself as a working actor and director, I need to know that 
you'll never have another movie again because you were <laughs> in a movie, so you can never be in another movie. Come on, there's a big difference between in like being in like Gone with the yeah. Wind or fucking Legends of the Fall, or you're in two different fucking superhero <laughs> movies that are like ones from this, ones from that, and like I said, they literally took two characters from the same superhero movie and then put them in this superhero yeah, 15 movie. Fifteen years apart, in a totally man. different. You, you shouldn't be in another one. Whatever. If you don't, I see just the, wanted the, to point out that that is a violent contrast that. from from Gone with the Wind to Legends of the Fall. That's a whoever that actor is. That's a sixty four year age difference, and and good that's for them. Solid. That I is mean, the type of career I want you to have. Although, if you think about it, what's her name? Uh, one of the main actors from Gone with the Wind just died, so she literally could have been in Legends of the Fall. Man, <laughs> they're just gonna bill her as that. I know. It's a good thing. <laughs> I could. I, I it's have a good thing. None name. of the Munchkins and Wizard of Oz or Oompa Loompas and <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I mean, if you can pick those out, I mean, we can have a good discussion about that. Um, so, and then when it comes to like the plot of this movie, again, the, there was a couple of things I was like, what the fuck? So first off, those three cubes, right? They're this super powerful, blah, blah. But they take like, it's like they're on a dial-up modem. They take like 48 to 72 hours to fucking sync. I can plug my phone into my computer right now and it syncs automatically. Uh, when I was, I was like, writing my notes for this, I was like, this is the one thing he's going to pick apart. This is actually, actually. I knew it was coming and I was like, yep, this here's, is the one. Because this is the one my... complaint from everybody being like, Jesus Christ, like what, 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 do, they, what do they have to like? amalgamate together and like rewire themselves <laughs> i was like you, you just, bring up a fair argument so sorry sorry i was gonna say i just literally put up solar lights in my backyard <laughs> yeah. and it literally says it takes yeah to turn it off and has to charge for three days before i can turn it on and that's fucking solar yes and this that but your solar lights are not like this all-powerful weapon <laughs> from space in the future if if, you're, if it was it makes it not so all-powerful you know i don't know I mean? if you've been to scott's garden um which, which was actually my garden because he's in my basement uh but those those are they're, they're world destroying solar lights i actually i read that on the box so so and and again it, it, i got a very lord of the rings yeah. feel when they're like and one went to the atlantis mm -hmm. and one went to the realm of men which then mm -hmm. i love so for the the men they're so lazy they dig a two-foot <laughs> hole drop this fucking super weapon and they're like oh fuck work's done here let's go get drink some mead guys like i was like what the fuck is going on in this sh like how are people fanatical about this nonsense scott I got nothing on that. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. And I'll tell you, I got nothing. So well, technically, isn't that so you supposed got this to be like? It's supposed to be like uh, King Arthur or something like. Yeah. That, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the vibe that I got. Was like, you yeah, know, Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Yeah. Uh, they still only dug a two foot fucking hole and threw the thing. Oh, in guys, we, we just got um, back from war. I, I used all my energy on the back. I'm very the tired. I'm very tired. Can, uh, um, let's, just get, let's just get this thing buried. Nobody will ever find it. And, and let's be honest. So you watch all this movie. You know, you got this Justice League, and at the end of the day. It's Superman that basically fucking saves the day. Those, all the rest of them can go fuck themselves, except Wonder Woman cuts dude's head off. Oh, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the four hours, I just saved you the four hours. But I'm like watching them. They're all getting their ass kicked. Superman shows up. Bam, 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 bam. I'm like, okay. So basically the Justice League is some guys that do some shit. And then Superman's like, all right, fuck, hold my coffee. Fucking let's get, the, get it on. Bam, bam, bam. That was actually in the, that was, no, that was in the script, actually. That was how Joss and, and Zach reunited and they uh, they wrote the script and they said, you know, we'll just have him show up in the last four minutes of the movie. So, so we really don't need the Justice League. We just need Superman. That's that's what I, my takeaway well, the, was. The whole 
knowing oh, like yeah you, ha- you have the nightmare thing <laughs> yeah. and everything like that too right mm-hmm. like knowing where they're going mm-hmm. like they're technically doing um grant morrison and how reporters jla run like yeah, yeah. storyline rock of ages yeah where in the what second movie lois dies and superman mm-hmm. gets taken over by that anti-life equation now yeah. he's the villain right that's the whole end thing right they're coming after superman so did you read his vanity fair interview uh scott snyder's vanity fair interview what what, what the one where he the said where the, the trilogy what it was going to yeah. be yeah yeah, yeah and like, so that's where you got the grant morrison thing. so i yeah there were shades of the grant morrison while wow, we're going to nerd out right here chris is going to start pulling his teeth out of his skull um uh so, <laughs> so it's the shades of that Grant Morrison JLA run, um, and then Injustice. Have you played Injustice? No, no. So the Injustice, it, it, the shades of of um, uh, the ending where again we you know Lois essentially gets um, killed and she's pregnant and such. That's that's a like a perfect mixture of of both of those comic book runs, but the video game um kind of takes that just one step further, and it's the idea of again Superman kind of becoming this like be all end all like dictator. Um, but who's essentially like almost like brainwashed by dark side into turning on the justice league. Right. So mm-hmm. it's cool, man. It's really cool. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I don't think that that story will see the light of it. Like you said earlier with, you know, Walter Hamada essentially has this like hot commodity now on his table because HBO max apparently, um, has had like a, a crazy amount of, of subscribers this weekend. Um, just from what I'm hearing from, from some of the trades down South there, but like, do you give Zack Snyder $200 million to, to do another movie like this my my thinking yeah because it's going to pay off long term even just as a library title right for hbo um and for warner brothers but again i guess time will tell yeah i think they just did some announcements i didn't i didn't get the whole list but (laughs) i think i think zatanna is now going to be on hbo max batgirl stuff like that but i wouldn't be surprised because i think is it this this mm-hmm. year's Suicide Squad, right? James Gunn. Yeah. So again, there, there's a there's a theatrical release plus an HBO Max release, right? They, they're doing the same thing that Wonder Woman eighty four did. Because we, yeah. so I, funny enough, before we hopped on this call, I just read an article on Joe Blow that said, um, uh, movie theaters in Los Angeles saw a twelve hundred percent increase this weekend. Like people are clamoring to go back to the movies, man. So now oh, you've got- I bought that a AMC stock. Oh, oh I bought buddy. it. <laughs> <laughs> Get it while it's low. Um, sorry, an eleven hundred percent increase for for this last Friday, right? And that's fantastic. But you know, you you've got Suicide Squad, which is going both HBO Max release plus theatrical. And do you think to yourself, like, hey, maybe th- two years down the line, like if they can manage to do another Justice League Part Two, where Dark Side actually shows up? Spoiler alert, everybody. Um, do you roll it out the same way that they did they did with or they're going to do with Suicide Squad, or do they solely just put it on and drop it on HBO Max, right? So a lot of might- a lot of questions. My idea with Suicide Squad, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, with how how popular this is, I wouldn't be surprised if they do the air cut of his version of Suicide Squad. Oh, absolutely. Which he doesn't have to film anything. Everything's already filmed. He just has to recut it the way he wants. I think it'll happen. I think, quote me now, in the next, I'd say probably five to six weeks, it'll happen. Um, I don't think it's as as decisive as that original cut of, of Justice League, but like, you know, Nonetheless, I think that there's there's people clamoring for it, right? And David Ayer, I, I think he's got a good reputation. Again, he's like one of these guys that like weed and like people really like his work. So the people who are pulling for it and pushing for it will get what they want, but then people will be actually able to see uh, a product that that's a little bit more um, 
well-rounded than the piece of shit Suicide Squad that came out a couple years ago. If he so, does it, like yeah. he's gonna owe Zack Snyder a reach around because it's oh, all about it's all about Jared Leto's Joker being yeah. in that Ed thing yeah. and that oh, interaction. People yeah. being like, I want to see more of him. Even Hollywood's just about reach arounds and 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 you know get handouts. How do you guys like uh, Jared Leto as uh, as the Joker? I love that scene. Oh man, it's total fan service, but I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Completely unnecessary. You it could have been fifteen minutes long, and I would have watched more of it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean that 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 was another example of like dialogue I looked at between him and Ben Affleck, and I was just like, this is this is fucking garbage. It's just it like, was setting up some no other stuff mistake, that may or may not happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> no <laughs> fucking mistake. Uh, it will kill you. That that so that cut was seventy million dollars. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it. I, I I'm thinking it made its money back. Oh. Um, or it's going oh, to make yeah. it back, right? Yeah. yeah. What? Well, I don't know what an HBO Max subscription is mm. in the states, but I'm assuming. Is it, they is made it, it 9.99 or 12.99 it's something around the same price as like a, a netflix subscription um but it makes me think like you know if you get let's say an extra three to four million subscribers just this weekend alone like we're, we're all we're all in canada right so like this yeah. thing popped up on crave for us or again if we illegally streamed it but you know which which we do not uh we're not proponents of here we're on not. our show so. <laughs> yeah um it was great. <laughs> I paid the extra ten bucks for the HBO version. Cool, <laughs> so cool. And we we we've well, had. And it. the hope is that people don't uh, they don't cancel their subscription. Yeah. They just stay on, and then that becomes a revenue source. Exactly. Right? Right? And I think that seventy million dollars pays itself off pretty goddamn quick. If it does numbers like Wonder Woman eighty four did back around Christmas time, I think it's guns a blazing. Like they're they're really going to reassess the the uh, direction that they're taking. Not only you know the DCEU, but the this the snyder version of stuff right which i'd love to see it'd be cool to have two separate things going on this like mm-hmm. robert pattinson like matt reeves version that they got which sounds like it's gonna be at least three or four films i and i i mean i love robert so pattinson. I. I think oh, he's, yeah. he's he's you know anybody who was like oh the twilight guy i'm like that was no, so no, no, fucking no. long ago it's no. a basically a different we, we so literally the guy i'm, I'm like i'm like kristen stewart who still is like a wooden fucking, was fucking green goblin <laughs> What? How are the, how are those even the same thing? How how was fucking Patterson not a superhero all twiggly shining up in the light? What I I can't though we're talking about like one was like a vampire kids movie, another one is like literally like Marvel, DC, parallel fucking comic book universe stuff and you're just taking actors and moving them around cuz you clearly there's no other actors in Hollywood that can do these jobs. Um what's everybody's uh favorite uh Schneider film? Ooh, good question. Oh man. Okay. Mine's a tie. Scott? Uh it would be three hundred and um Dawn of the Dead. I uh, yeah, actually the exact same. Dawn of the Dead, man. I, I it's my go to around Halloween time. I love it. I think it's such uh, like a awesome uh rookie outing from Snyder and like it really holds up. Not only like the scares, but again that kind of like good mix of like um uh comedy plus thriller. Plus, like a throwback to those old George, George Romero um, style um, of zombie movies, right? Essentially, the things that laid the ground. Which was 100%. Um, I mean, 300 is like, in, you know, it's my Spank Bank nice. movie, right? So, like, I fucking, I just like, got the, like, you know, Force oh, fuck, this is so good. I was say, but... uh, Dawn of the Dead scares the shit out of me because, as everybody knows, uh, I'm super afraid of zombies. And the, they, he used the fast zombie, yes. right? And I mean, yeah, yeah the, it was the recreation of, of the original film, but it was way more terrifying. You know what I mean? It was fucking scary and creepy and just like super dynamic and and it has that 
that Schneider feel, right? Like slow motion and really quick editing back and forth. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's interesting that all three of us think the same thing. Where are we going to say, say this? Uh, Dawn of the Dead was actually written by James Gunn. Yes. Yeah. So that's why it's, I, it's got that like kind of uh, sarcastic undertone with a lot of the comedy that's delivered in it. I, I love it. I mean, I'm really excited for James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I think it's going to completely uh, revitalize that that name of the Suicide Squad itself because you had going into it kind of an uphill battle when, when Suicide Squad came out. And, and I think that it was horrendous. And a lot of people did not like that. I, I'd say uh, kind of on par with uh, as bad as Justice League was. Um, I'm just pulling something up real quick here. I, you know what? And I, I got to just correct myself really quickly here. I'm looking at uh, Zack Snyder's um, uh, filmography here. You know, and I'm, I'm going to kind of throw everybody in a little bit of a loop here. My favorite Snyder movie uh, is actually Watchmen. I... I Oh, yeah, I yeah. adore Watchmen. I think that what he was going for back in 2009, and again, coming off of, of 300, um, it's like literally almost like a page for page, except for the ending, kind of uh, uh, copy of the comic book. Retelling of the graphic yeah, novel, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't think a lot of people loved it, and that's okay. A lot of people, I understand, would not get it um, and appreciate it, but it holds up really well, like really, really, really well. What so, about Sucker Punch? I love man. it too. I mean, I, I mean, I like, I like everything that's going on in I Sucker did. Punch. So, <laughs> especially the costumes. <laughs> yes, I, I, I think there should have been some Oscars for the costuming in Sucker Punch. You know what I mean? But even the like, it, it's like, it's not that it's not non-linear, mm-hmm. but it's like parallel. Mm-hmm. Uh, consciousness yeah. you know what i mean from the real world into the dream world or the psychosis world i mean it's it's a fun fucking movie everything that's it's very done visually stimulating that, that's and i've said this yesterday when i was having a conversation with somebody i've never not liked a Zack snyder movie and he and this again i might get chewed out here he's probably my top five for my favorite directors because he does a style of filmmaking and like action movie that i'm always entertained by and it's not always coherent and it sometimes doesn't make sense, but I'm never leaving the theater being like, wow, that was a piece of shit. Like even Batman versus Superman, that first theatrical cut, I was like, there, I know that there's something missing here because he wouldn't flesh out this big of a story and just put it in theaters. And again, that's why the Ultimate Edition is, is a far superior movie because it fills in these gaps and it fills in those holes. Um, and again, it, it, was, it was essentially uh, him and Chris Terrio's screenplay that just got butchered in the editing room right so i, I I'm, a, I'm a snyder diehard man i'm really looking forward to what he's doing next army of the dead comes out in i think two months that looks interesting that looks super interesting and there's a lot of stuff there's like a prequel that's going to come out yeah with that and yeah stuff. so definitely check so, that out you know i mean he like he does zombies well yep. he does like uh superhero stuff well he's got some great visuals and stuff uh i i mean that's kind of all i, I want to leave my position on this with this quote from hannah woodhead from little white lies Snyder's Justice League is overlong, miserable, and signifies nothing other than the potential of fandom to influence top-level creative decision-making. That pretty much summarizes Chris's take on this other than boring four-hour piece of dog shit. So, um, I mean, that's all I have for this. You guys can play it out. uh, And yeah. Thanks for coming on, Kurt. And don't forget to uh, pitch all your socials and stuff like that before you, you take yeah, off. Yeah, uh, t- guys, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate this. I, I was looking forward to talking to you about it. Um, I'm over at the Top 5 Film Dive. We're available on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you get your um, podcasts. Um, on social media, uh, it's uh, Top 5, so the number 5, Film Dive. Uh, we're going, we're, we're getting bigger. Um, I've slowed down the social media. Don't love it. I don't find that, you know, the, the juice is worth the squeeze some days. So, uh, if you can support, uh, we'll be launching, I'll be, pardon me, launching the, the YouTube channel, uh, in about a month or so. 
where that's where I'll be directing a lot more of, of my reviews and so on and so forth. Um, other than that, yeah. Thanks guys. I really appreciate you having me on. This was fun talking about it and, and seeing uh, two different, uh, two different lights on justice league. So, <laughs> and, and don't take off cause we'll have our little post show. Yeah, cool. cool. so. yeah. No, thanks for having us. And yeah. that was awesome. No, we're having him, Scott. No, no, thanks for having us. Scott, are you drinking like, again? Like, literally, just <laughs> talking to Chris is like putting it up, right? Like, you, you, you have to thank you for doing it, right? Thank you for putting up with Chris is what you mean <laughs> yeah, to say. See? I can't even thank, man. I can't even thank. Okay, man, it's okay. So I got to go put some more water in your dish downstairs. So I'll be down there in about three or four minutes. So, sorry. <laughs> and that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. You can also reach us and interact with us on social media at how do you like that one or email us at how do you like that movie at gmail.com. I knew what I was coming into. I, I needed I, I needed the vulgarity. This is my kind of conversation, so I appreciate it. So this is why I always suggest our guests. I'm like, you, you really need to listen to our show. And sometimes I'm like, I, I know when we did Promising Young Women, I was like, yeah. you may want to listen to this specific episode just so you have a general idea of what kind of yeah. temperament we're we were going with or whatever. So, nah, See, man, I dig it. Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.